0: The A to Z of Doctor Who. Part 6. F. Yes, this is Rob's computer speaking. Now back to the show. Faction Paradox. If your range of books needs a great idea to galvanize it and become a significant recurring big bad, you can do far worse than creating a time traveling voodoo cult obsessed with creating paradoxes. Yeah, paradoxes? doc. Paradoxi. The BBC 8th Doctor Books only really found their feet with the arrival of the faction, and it's often said by unbiased, dispassionate observers and literary critics that everything that came after Faction Paradox's final appearance was complete sh*t. Fandom. Never content with... Merely being fond rememberists of a kids' TV show, Doctor Who fandom is home to a lot of people who demonstrate their love for a liberal, progressive, tolerant, itinerant, meritocratic and inclusive hero and his ever-evolving show by being small-minded ultra-conservatives who loathe change above all else. Takes all sorts. An entitled lot who feel... The show will only ever achieve its full potential when they are crowned showrunner. Fandom likes to spend its time rubbishing the efforts of the present showrunner and speculating about who might be appointed next, much like fans of the England football team, whose recent Anyone But Mark Gatiss campaign made headlines. Also in common with footy fans, those members of Who fandom selected for media interviews utterly encapsulate the worst qualities of Doctor Who fans. Red-faced, shrieking virgins in Tom Baker scarves their nan-knitted, spitting anti-Moffat invective, or carried along on waves of unimaginable fury that someone else has been made showrunner, or that some silly podcaster somewhere has had the temerity to call Doctor Who a children's show. Fenric. Nothing represents evil, evil since the dawn of time, like hiding in a flask for 4,000 years desperately plotting your next move in a board game. Fielding. Janet, Australian actress who lied about the minimum height requirements of airline stewardesses in order to secure a role in a TV show portraying an airline stewardess, I would argue, quite inaccurately. Whenever Tegan Javanka was asked a question or for help, she would always, often albeit grudgingly, engage. Most cabin crew I've ever flown with, however, seem instead to have been trained to avoid eye contact wherever possible, so had the pleasant open-faced Fifth Doctor picked up virtually anyone else from Air Australia, or whatever they were called, to be his companion, they'd have spent their whole time as a TARDIS crewer resentfully doling out underwhelming food, or else sat on a fold-up chair down the back of the TARDIS chewing cigarette and pocketing all the little bottles of vodka. Fielding stepped aboard the TARDIS in Legopolis and left in Resurrection of the Daleks, slightly older, sadder, and finally freed of that nasty lavender uniform. The actress transitioned to uh, an agenting career after Doctor Who, and is remembered as a torchbearer for feminism. Fielding also had cracking legs. Five to Doomsday A big finished prequel series to the 5th Doctor Story 4 to Doomsday set aboard the Obankan spaceship the day before the TARDIS arrives. Eight box sets are available already, starring Nick Briggs as virtually everyone, and Sherlock Holmes. FROBISHER Some people think Who lost its way on TV in the 1980s, with things like Bonnie Langford and The Trial of a Time Lord cited as being evidence of silly ideas being allowed to dominate. But these people seemed less exercised by the comic strip in DWM, even though it featured the Sixth Doctor hanging around with a talking bloody penguin. Fraser Era. The Ian. For some unfathomable reason, Fandom Outside the UK never ever discusses the Ian Fraser era of Doctor Who. It's almost as if they never heard about this period of the show and assume, I don't know, it just stopped production in 1989. Baffling. When Doctor Who returned for season 27 in 1990, it was all changed for the show as producer John Nathan turner left to work on his new idea Monkey Tennis, which had unexpectedly been greenlit several months before production started on Who. A guy called Ian Fraser was moved into the big seat and began making sweeping changes to the show's future. Season uh, 27 picked up where season 26 had left off but the first story, The Murder Farm saw the death of the popular character Ace who drowned in a huge industrial Silo full of animal poo. The second story, The Mad Woman in the Safe, also saw the departure of Sylvester McCoy's doctor, who regenerated as a consequence of losing his mind this time rather than suffering any physical injury. Uh, Into the role as a more dynamic man of action doctor came John Nettles, popularized in the recently concluded detective show Bergerac, and Kim Thompson as the new companion, Rain. Story 3, The Festival of Horror, pushed the show to new levels of psychological horror and unpleasantness and earned the show several raps to the knuckle by the House of Commons, who had all gathered especially to discuss the show's recent direction. Um, But because it was the John Major government, they were totally split on uh, not just Europe, but who their favourite doctor was, and so they were unable to uh, shepherd any effective legislation through the House. The season concluded with the four-part story Master of the House, which saw the renegade Time Lord running an illegal drinking den in revolutionary Paris. Controversial for many reasons, such as the songs and the casting of Kevin Waitley as an affable Geordie master who had renounced evil in pursuit of fresh ambitions in the food and beverage sector, the story split fandom down the middle, just as the singing and general running about Split the trousers of portly Prydonian John Nettles on more than one occasion, as June Hudson famously used to recount all the time. Viewing figures for the series were up on those of season 26, and the show seemed to have found a new direction, a new lease of life, and a new sense of purpose. So in 1991, the BBC shit it, asking fans never to mention it to fans from other countries, since Doctor Who had all got rather embarrassing. Frontios Mark Strickson's spittle-soaked, over-the-top histrionic meltdown over the Tractators has somehow become the de facto tone for discussing politics on Twitter. My own feelings, for example, about Theresa May are best summed up by a gif of Turlow with wee seeping through his trousers at the thought of poorly realised plastic man-sized woodlice. Fry, Stephen This A to Z entry was revealed and pretty much confirmed at the time, um, but sadly no script was ever written, and in the end, it didn't happen. Fury from the Deep. Not the only Doctor Who story to sound like a euphemism for a horrific body disease. See also Inferno, The Edge of Destruction, The Beast Below, and Uh, The Stones of Blood. uh, Ow!